0: Oh me, oh my! Look at that bitch! Mm. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Smalley Talk Podcast. This is your host, Josh Brinko. And my boy Christian, what's
1: up? What's up? They man? can't
0: they can't see your thumbs up, dude. <laughs> they can't see it. Two thumbs That's up, sisco leaver. <laughs> Last
1: time we did this podcast, it was on a CD, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Eight track, baby. <laughs> that was a little joke. Yeah. Um, yeah, dude, lots happened.
0: Yeah, dude. Uh, I actually recorded a podcast. Um, it's in no. the. I think I'm going to do a double drop. I'm going to do double drop right after. What right after we record this, I'll drop that one and this one. He's going to drop,
1: we'll drop a deuce oh. on you.
0: Mm-hmm. Drop a deuce, dude. We're dropping a deuce on the wet boys. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> but, yeah. I
1: wonder, I wonder what algorithm you have to have to end up in a podcast where someone says, We <laughs> drop a deuce on the wet boys. And then you... <laughs> that algorithm fits.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> but i i did a tournament diary uh podcast for the last tournament i fished, which we'll talk about a little bit um yeah dude we've been uh we've been been busy busy little boys um the last <laughs> the last podcast i think it was just prior to our trip and we'd kind of summed up all of our uh you know activity prior to our minnesota trip and then we uh Took off and went and did that, which you know it was okay. You know, yeah, it was, it was, it was okay. It was, yeah, it was okay <laughs> at yeah. moment. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. We had you know did historically did that trip in the spring, and then we decided to do it in the summertime, and you know it was. I would say this about that trip. Um. It was about what I expected.
1: I was gonna say good hatch. (laughs) (laughs) What? Good hatch.
0: Good hatch. I, I'm not. not, You're telling all these intelligent jokes are going over my head, dude. No, dude.
1: I was talking about the bed bugs and in the house. (laughs) Oh, okay,
0: Gotcha. We had a real good bug hatch. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. We'll we'll talk about that. We're not gonna. We're not keeping that on the download because those homeowners need to be. Put on blast for that. I think, but
1: I think that's one good, like, one pro of doing this podcast so long after the trip is we can talk about the fact that we were afflicted by a deadly plague.
0: And yeah. That, no, <laughs>
1: actually, let, people think we actually. Me, have, th- so let me tell you something. I feel like for the most part,
0: the group was like pretty cool about that. But dude, Derek, <laughs> Derek oh. went full nuclear level eight on that. Dude, he was. <laughs> now, In his defense, we did find the only two live dead bugs in his bedroom. (laughs) But dude, dude, Derek was not in a good spot there for a couple days. He was, he was, he was really, really letting it get to him. (laughs) (laughs) So
1: I kind of forgot.
0: I know. I'm sure Derek. Everybody. It was kind of one of those things. Like everybody was kind of like, "Yeah, like this sucks." Like we need to. Dude, Derek was going ape shit over those bedbugs. Dude, he was he's certain. Like this. This will. This will sum it up for you. He was so distraught about the bedbugs that he's like casually telling us how he woke up at like three in the morning and was searching for him with his phone flashlight around his bedroom. And that's when he discovered, he discovered like one
1: more, like in the middle of the night. So, <laughs> Dude, that's, uh, I, felt so that, I mean, it was, uh, so uh, we'll just back up a little bit. Josh, booked a place that was like sketchy from the beginning. I mean, like <laughs> crazy sketchy. Like he, he booked it even, and then looked at like the Zillow listing of it and it was for sale. So he's like, yeah, well, how very we, weird we booked this place and it's for sale. So like, are we even going to be able to get it? Kind of like keeps going for like months and months, and like the the place is still pending, like it's not listed as sold. We contacted the realtor, yeah, they contacted yeah. the realtor and like, oh, it's pending, you know it's gonna be sold or whatever. ended up like we got the place, and the
0: people we- that listed it basically put it up for rent and took deposits on it before they actually had possession of the house. That's what ended up being the case, but at the time. You know, we didn't know it could have been any old Tom, Dick, and Harry that put that listing up and just, you know, screen grabbed the photos off of Zillow. And, yeah. you know, uh, and we gave him, like, you know, I actually paid in full for it, like from the beginning. So I yeah. was kind of like, well, I mean, you know, if this goes sideways, I'm going to have to, like, fight to
1: get our money back.
0: But yeah, go keep going, though.
1: So <clears throat> we're telling our freaking victimhood story right now, dude. We got, we got,
0: I know.
1: We got victimized by VRBO, and it just it just isn't sitting right, dude. Little did they know, we had the platform of like 40 other dudes, <laughs> we
0: could
1: fully crush them. Um, no, I want you to get the address. We should actually put the address out. Right? Yeah, we will. Anyways, for sure. so Josh booked this place. It was obviously a roach motel. I mean, this place is a piece of shit out in the middle of nowhere. I don't even know why Josh booked it. I don't know. <laughs> it was actually like a really nice looking place right It was up,
0: the coolest house that we've stayed in
1: Yeah so it was far. a very cool house right on the river So anyways we get there And like we're there for a couple days And then all of a sudden yeah we got Derek came down and he's like I found bed bugs So we're all like looking around the house Like a bunch of sleuths You know looking in the corners Like looking under stuff And uh, there was We ended up finding not not very many Like maybe like ten Bed bugs with a couple of them were alive and they were both in Derek's room. So, anyway, so, you know, it wasn't that big of a deal, but like after the trip, you got to like put your stuff in a plastic bag and like, you know, it, it's kind of a big hassle. So, anyway, so we contacted the homeowner and essentially they blamed us for bringing them bed bugs, even though yeah. they're bugs of like varying stages of decay, like completely shelled that were like in the corner downstairs. And anyways, so we they blamed us for bringing them bed bugs. Made it into a whole thing and uh Josh left. They them. said we
0: damaged the house like right. which you know, it was kind of one of those things like I I don't I haven't been that like pissed off in a vindictive way uh in a long time when that lady responded to me and said that because like we were the only we were the second Party to ever rent this house from because they had just purchased it. They didn't leave any checkout instructions at all. Like I was the last one to walk through the house. Like we, you know, there was no dishwasher. We hand washed all the dishes. We put them away. You know, we took out all the trash. You know, we put stripped all the bedding. Did all the like normal th- stuff that you would do in like a rental like that. And the fact that they had the balls to not only blame <laughs> us for the bed bugs, which you know let's be honest like we don't know how the bed bugs got there like we can all postulate neither do they like we have evidence that it was they were already there but then they go above the mountain and say that they had an and that we put put them there and we trashed the house and there are examples of trashing the house where we left, left excessive garbage that we backed up and put by the garbage can and then also we got mud on the shower curtain and and a rug. I was like, what the hell? Like, you, this is ridiculous. Like it was the most white like, gloves, I,
1: dude.
0: I was they like I so cannot like believe gloves. they just did that.
1: It was wild. What a wild response. But it was pretty yeah. funny. Like now there's just like there's this hanging doubt that maybe Derek brought bed bugs. And <laughs> <into the house. laughs> Even though he, Maybe he did, dude. <laughs> that's my point. It's like a it's like one of those things from like middle school or something. He clearly did not bring bed bugs. But um, you know? uh, well yeah,
0: but besides that, like the trip was pretty much flawless. Like we had like zero we had zero equipment issues besides your leaky floor on the river rat. Um we had, yeah. you know, the jet boats perform flawlessly. All the floats like went off without, you know, nothing crazy happened. Like, and we and caught, nobody, and nobody got
1: bed bugs. Also, <laughs> yeah, nobody got
0: bed bugs. Uh, to the yeah.
1: like story. None of us had bed bugs at all. But, anyways,
0: no. Um, <laughs> so, uh, w- the first day, I will say this: we, you know, you guys. So, uh, we went there. We fished two days before you guys got there. So it was me, Derek, Alex, and Nate went up early and uh, fished two days. And then you guys got in basically like butt-cracking on, um, on Wednesday. It was like five. And, or like five yeah. Or and and we ended up, I, I was like, well, whenever they get here, I'll probably just go and get up and fish. And I knew you would go fish. So you end up you know, going in the jet, so we fished in that fishing that morning and that evening, and I think we got done, and you're, you know, pretty delirious at that point. But we we're yeah. trying to hang a little bit, but we recounted, um, I think that like it was like wasn't even, uh, or maybe it was the next day that we were talking about that you were like, yeah, we we caught like six hundred smallmouth today.
1: Like, no, I said it was I said like, like, a thousand. I was like, "We caught a thousand small." It,
0: yeah, it wasn't a thousand, <laughs> but it was, dude. It was a lot. It was crazy uh, how many smallmouth we
1: caught. I, I said, "I was like, I said, I we caught a thousand smallmouth today," and you're like, "We did not catch it. You did not catch a thousand smallmouth today." So, <laughs> not me. Like all of us, all of us together caught a thousand. Um, it was it dude, was. It was crazy man. It was wild that There were thing.
0: there were multiple days where individuals ha- hit triple digits. Let's put it that way. So individuals like meaning like out of one, you know, person's ticker, they got a th- 100 smallmouth. So, you know, when you have we had 10 guys total this year. I mean,
1: Yeah, a lot like there was
0: definitely a couple days where we were you know approaching that probably 800 smallmouth total caught you know per day and that was kind of what when I say the trip was what I expected like we've already been up there multiple times and I've been up there a couple times in the summer now I kind of figured that like the numbers would be really good uh but dude the the amount of just fun that we had fishing was unbelievable like I don't I I, you, you can't explain for someone that has been up there one like It wasn't like we were catching, like, 12- and 13-inch fish. Like, we're catching, like, 15-, 16-, 17-inch fish, and these fish are stacked, and they're they're bulldogging. I mean, legit, like, if you hooked a 17-inch fish up there and you had it on, like, for, you know, maybe, like, five seconds, like, in any other... Body of water I've been in, I would, you know, with the exception of maybe one or two, I would be like, oh, this is an 18, 19 inch fish. Like, no question about it. The only way you could tell was the head shakes. You could feel like the big fish would be that like thump, thump head shake. The little guys would be kind of like that more like faster, quicker head shake. And dude, those fish, they'd wear you out. And with a spinning rod, a medium light spinning rod, like, it would take like a minute to get them in. Like, you just, you could there was no like oh i'm just gonna you know i'm just gonna get this one in and throw it in the net like no it wasn't they weren't having it like you had to set your drag you had to like let them make like four or five runs like it was it was pretty fun and they were hitting you know pretty much anything you wanted to throw like they did they weren't great on top water i'll say that until maybe like that one day i had they were like really good on top water Mm -hmm. um Besides that though, dude,
1: was that I mean, buzz- it was, you have a, you have a good buzzbait day.
0: Yeah. I had, I had the day we fished the, like our favorite kind of stretch. Um, they were, they were really on the buzz. I caught over a hundred on the buzzbait that day, um, which was super fun. Um, it was kind of like any, you know, any place it, the patterns were weird, uh, they were like tucked up into places we were finding them like up in cover and stuff like it wasn't like they were like you'd go fish a big riffle and just like catch them all through the riffle like they were kind of like you know hunkered up in to cover but a lot of these areas had like a lot of shoreline and sort of trees and stuff that you could fish and like where you caught one you'd catch five basically and it was like that like all day every day yeah
1: weird though like the patterns were were pretty weird we found one like the first morning we got there driven all night you know pretty delirious and we we found fish like all morning in like probably six to twelve inches of water something like that they were just like hanging on i mean there's like nothing there you would see like their backs wake out you know because you know they would chase your bait or whatever almost every cast but yeah it was crazy i mean weird pattern. That like, was that was a cool pattern, though. That, it was. that was
0: probably the... I would say, like, that was... I put up a post about that. I don't know if you saw that post I put up uh, where I we, like, me and Nathan spot-locked the jet and got out. But they would basically, you know, this river has a lot of, like... Well, certain sections look a lot different than others. Let's put it that way. Like, the section that we stayed on, it had a lot of, like, gravel. Like... It had boulders too, but a lot of gravel, a lot of small gravel, and there was a lot I mean, of like
1: like White River on the south side, kind of like that gravel.
0: Yeah, maybe even a little like a little bit bigger. So, like I would consider like more of a premium, you know, type of bo- gravel. But it wasn't like it wasn't like stacked up rocks everywhere. It was like little kind of pebbly type gravel, mm-hmm. and the that river has like these sort of. Um, like the banks are kind of tapered off in these, almost like these little points that come out and they create these pockets, like these U-shaped pockets that are basically like a flat. Like they're all like just consecutive like gravel flats. Not everywhere, but there'll be sections where there's like a bunch of gravel flats. And this smallmouth had, there's so much bait fish up there, it was crazy. But they had pushed bait up into those like gravel flats they're kind of trapped because there's like those points coming out on both sides and they would just like run those bait fish up there and if you would just sit there and watch every you know five minutes or so you'd see them like running around like you know chasing bait up on the bank and you could just you could basically stand in one spot on those flats and just like cast your fluke and those small mouths are just roaming around those flats everywhere and they would just you know, come over and just smoke your fluke. But yeah, I mean, there was one morning we caught, I think we caught over 70 in three hours. And it was like, you know, it was fun, dude. That was a pretty fun pattern.
1: So It was a lot of fun. They were, I mean, they were really, once you kind of figured that out, at least it was only that way, like on that one section. You know, the other yeah. sections were, like Alex found a great bite on a chatterbait like when they were in just like these giant weed beds they'd just be like like yep. in a little pocket inside yep. of like a hundred yard wide and long weed bed and there'd just be these little pockets of water they'd just be sitting in there so it was just a lot of different a lot of different patterns all week i caught one we caught some on on the fly rod too of course and then i got a staph infection from one of them which chris was- chris suffered a fatal wound a smallmouth finally got him dude
0: (laughs) got him good
1: got me good so dude it was so much fun so many fish i mean it's crazy it's you know the whole time we were there i think we saw maybe one other bass angler the entire time it's nuts
0: yeah and i you know i get hesitant to like tell people about you know, we're not going to give you exactly where we went but you know you guys know it's the Mississippi River and you know and we could send all of our buddies from Indiana up there now, wouldn't it? I mean it just would never get like overcrowded. It's just a good it, it's a far away place I think we've talked about this before it's kind of far away it's what kind of protects it a little bit. I mean you're 12 hours even guys who live in Minnesota there was a guy that messaged me today like, where'd you guys end up going? I was like, told him where, and he was like, oh, wow, that's, yeah, that's way up north, you know, that's like, there's not much around, uh, up there, um, besides water and smallmouth, <laughs> you know, it's like, there's lakes, you know, I mean, there's, you know, not too far Mill is up there, like, there's just, like, there's so much water, and the locals just don't seem to give a shit about the river, and, uh, you know, pretty cool, though, man, I think, this, this marks kind of the last pilgrimage up there as a group. Um, for a while, I, I'm definitely not going to, you know, say we'll not go back up there because I'm sure in three or four years after we go, other boys are like, hey, let's go back up there, you know. Um, but for a while, we're going to do some other stuff on our annual trip and we'll have to conferencing the boys and kind of see what we want to do. I think we're leaning towards maybe uh, going, going up uh, to Canada. Eh? What do you think?
1: That'd be fun, man. That'd
0: how's that? How's that accent, bud? How's that? We were, we were practicing accents on our trip. So is that okay? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Danny's always comes out Irish.
0: Uh, <laughs> My brother, it doesn't matter what accent you have to do, it always comes out Irish.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was, um, the trip was awesome. Like Josh said, I think it probably is our last pilgrimage. But, dude, the craziest – so Burton kicked the shit out of everybody. He won the big fish uh, contest. He won – I still owe uh, money for
0: that, dude. I forgot to send that.
1: Yeah, he also uh, caught a, huge, a couple of huge muskie. Um, but everybody caught like a pretty big smallmouth too. I think so. that I will
0: be- say I'm gonna tell this to Burton over the air because I feel like I feel like he needs to hear it. But the you know the whole 58 inch deal with this fishing okay. line. But, okay. Um. So I'm no musky guy. I have no idea. Besides, just like very like, casually, like, oh, yeah, I know a 50-inch muskie is, like, considered, like, trophy or whatever, and I didn't see that muskie Derek, that big one Derek caught. I saw a couple of them he caught. Um, They weren't even close to 50 inches, but um, I had a couple messages from people that were making comments, like, if that's a 58-inch muskie, I have a 23-inch dick, so (laughs) Um, I'm, like, (laughs) I was, like... I was like, hey, I don't I didn't see it. I'm not saying anything, but apparently like 58 and a half is like a state record and I don't think that was even close to the state record muskie, but
1: Who cares? uh it was a really big fish.
0: It was big. It was big. I now I did handle the one uh the one Dustin caught and I said it was 40, which I think that and I was just saying that based on like, you know, looking at it and be like, yeah, this you know, probably about a 40-inch, you know, fish. But, um, but um yeah, it was pretty crazy that even, like, the muskie, though, they're, like, you want to – Like, muskie are generally considered, like, pretty hard to get to eat, right? Like, you know, like, yeah. even if there are a lot of them around, they just aren't, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to – Like, they follow your bait all the way to the boat. Like, they're just – Dude, those musky are so dumb. <laughs> like it was like if you saw one, like they would eat. It was crazy. Like it was yeah. it was it's like Derek said it best though. He's like, Yeah, this is like Jurassic Park of smallmouth fishing. Like it's, dude,
1: it's that's stupid. what it
0: is. They're under <laughs> I mean, dude, it feels like yeah, it's crazy. Caught,
1: uh, how big was his biggest how big was the biggest one? He caught like twenty one uh was it just twenty one? Twenty
0: one. I, I don't
1: I don't know if it was over that,
0: but it was definitely bigger than anybody else's. Um,
1: yeah, one significantly larger, and then the two he caught two really big muskie. Derek caught a really big muskie. Um Josh, you got, how many twenties did you have? One or two? Just one. Yeah. Um It was a great trip, man.
0: Hot, yeah, the the twenties, the the twenties are definitely less plentiful in the summertime but yeah. i mean like it makes up for it though because the fish are just hammering moving baits and you know it's just so much fun but like i said we're gonna maybe try some different things and you know
1: we have a great story from the trip that i can share a fishing story of all right let's do it about uh <laughs> so we had one day that was like awesome right so everybody's we're catching fish the whole time and uh You know, I was getting them to eat like right off my rod tip pretty much. You know, it was, it was crazy. There's so many fish. So, but we get down to the kind of the end of the day and we really only had like one really nice fish in the boat and uh, Jeremiah's fly fishing. He ends up hooking a really nice one. And, uh, you know, it's kind of, you know, it's going crazy or whatever. So I had to jump in the water to try and net it. And it got like tangled up in these weeds. And so allegedly, uh, like, it was tangled in weeds, so I had to jump in to like, like try and net it out of the weeds or whatever. This is a really big fish, you know, first really big fish of the day or whatever. So <clears throat> I jump out, go to net it. About the time I go to net it, it pops free out of the weeds and swims like directly between my legs, and I'm in like belly deep water. It swims like directly beneath my legs, so all I could do was like fall backwards. To like make sure that the line didn't get wrapped around my legs, So I fell backwards and completely like went under the water. And it was freezing. This is the part I'm not quite sure about here. <laughs> I, had to, I, had, I had to lay back. So like I throw my legs up over the line or whatever. So I like laid back. And I end up going under the water. My hat came off. Like I'm, my like, stuff is like floating away, and I end up netting. Dude, his this tail. sounds like
0: a it sounds like a casting couch scenario or something, dude.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, it was like super windy and cold, so I was freezing for like the next... But when he landed the fish; it was like a 19 and a half or something. So he thought it was bigger, and I, I was soaked for the rest of the day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so I'm trying to think of like you know a couple really. I don't have any like super funny things that happened on that trip that I can think of. Um, one of the things that was kind of cool, I thought, and this is back when I felt a little pity for Derek because he was at this point, he had <laughs> he was sort of struggling. So I don't feel this way. I didn't feel that way after then, but he was, there was a day dude where it was actually the first day that you guys got there. And we fished a stretch we had never fished before and the first half was kind of like okay, I mean I I did catch a 19 and a couple 18s on that first part but the second half it was like the flip switched and like these fish were just the coolest eats I've ever experienced on a consistent basis I mean you could put your fluke like anywhere in the vicinity of these fish and they would travel like and it was shallow water, we're talking you know a Which foot of water.
1: The second day,
0: it was the first day you guys got there. So it was the okay. evening, um, okay. and they were they were moving like uh, you know twenty thirty feet to like eat, and it was like they would wake like their backs were out of the water, and dude, they were just exploding on this fluke, and it was awesome. So, anyways, like. You know, I I know those who haven't fished with me, you know, I tend to be like you know, towards the front. I'm definitely not a guy that's gonna hang back and like fish <laughs> finesse on the bottom. It just ain't happening. But wow. I also was I also wasn't in front. You know, Pickering actually was in front most of the day that day. So I I wasn't in front, I wasn't behind. Derek had sorta and Alex were the two that were furthest behind, but Derek was way behind and Like I hadn't really talked to him much of the evening and he kind of caught up and dude, it was like one of those, he was like, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. And like, as he's talking to me, I'm just like, boom, boom. I mean, I'm like just smoking these fish right in front of him and I kind of felt bad. And I was like, Hey, you know, get up in front, you know? And he like, just won't do it. You know, he's just like, ah, he just wants to do his own thing back there. So anyways, he hadn't really caught anything big. I think he caught uh, a decent amount of fish, but just nothing big. And, uh, we get to the very end. We're at the ramp. So all three of us are at the ramp. Like me, Alex, uh, and, or no, Andrew wasn't with us that day. Me, Alex, um, and Nathan were at the ramp. We're waiting. And there's this like really nice area right above the ramp. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. That particular ramp. And there's like a little kind of rock, almost like an Island, but it's like really small, like right above the ramp. And Derek's like, you know, picking this thing apart. And uh, he hooks into something, dude. And I was like, oh, shit, this is big, big, big. And it's jumping and stuff. And, you know, Derek's like, the whole time, he's kind of like, you could see it in his face. He's like, I'm going to lose this fish, like, because of how the day was gone. Oh, yeah. Uh, had gone. Yeah. And he was like, he finally gets it. And, dude, come. And it's all over Instagram. It was like, dude, I mean, this fish was. 19 and a half, but a it like it had to be close to five pounds like, it was huge I mean it was like a saucer dude I mean it was crazy big and like it was like one of those redemption things like you could tell his attitude flipped from like I'm having a real hard time to like that made my day so yeah. that was probably my
1: favorite uh part of the trip um but yeah I mean and then proceed. Really fun to time. Catch absolute fire for the next three days after that. So now, yeah, I know that's what I'm saying. I don't really feel this, feel
0: <laughs> <an> equal <laughs> empathy for his plight now that the trivia's point
1: out. <laughs> I keep saying, I keep saying, like, what am I? I would love to catch like a giant musky like that. That would be so cool. And I've never, I've never gotten one. That I, dude I have, every year.
0: Yeah, now the one I hooked in Virginia was bigger than any we've ever I guess he
1: kinda of, he
0: targets them though pretty frequently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, dude, I saw a couple of Giants. I just Oh, dude, that one j- in Virginia that you hooked was was huge. Oh, dude. That that was like a that was like what a trophy musk. I mean, dude, that thing was like ungodly. It was it was bigger than anything I've ever hooked before. But uh no Harshman, Jake Harshman, uh he put up something about it's like a muskie that cut him off on the susquehanna and i was like i come and then you know i was like dude i was like this is gonna sound weird but i was like am i like the only guy that whenever a muskie like gets on the end of my line i'm just kind of like get off my line <laughs> like i yeah. don't want it all there
1: <laughs> yeah <dude>. like <laughs> i think it's so- <laughs> cool i love yeah that.
0: yeah i don't I, I wouldn't mind if caught one yeah, I don't know. If it was like a really nice one, I would probably be like, like that one in Virginia. I was like, oh, that would have been super cool to have a picture of. But some of those, I would have, you know, been like, eh, yeah, like, eh, really? Nice. Oh, yeah,
1: really. Yeah, I, I was there I, for
0: the. I even
1: love the pike. I think they're awesome.
0: Oh, I hate pike. Love Literally, them. like cuss pike whenever I get them on. Uh, they they hit really cool. They just don't fight with shit. Like they hit super cool, but Dude, once they're-, they're on, they're kind of like. Yeah.
1: Dude, I had I mean, one, it was like a, it wasn't that big. It was probably like a 24 inch I could see it like right below me and like we'd snuck up behind it face in the opposite way. So I like cast my fly past it and I brought it like past it and it just kept sitting still and I got the fly like right past it and it turned around so quick. It just shot over and like hit my fly. I was like, Oh Dude, yeah, that was, they're, those they're things great, are incredible.
0: They're amazing, like athletes in the water, dude. They're 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 way faster than a smallmouth. Um, they just, you know, they're just not quite as tenacious, like when you're actually fighting them. I'm sure if I hooked into a really big one, but I mean, we've caught some big ones. We caught a really nice one on the on the Muskegon, but um, yep. So trip overall really cool, really good. You know, other than the bed bugs, you know, we had a had a great time. Um, so. I wanted to touch on a couple things, uh, a couple things, and, and I actually wouldn't mind start to start doing a segment of, like, Small Mouth in the News sort of thing, um, because I feel like we missed,
1: huh? Would you sing a jingle for it to introduce yeah. Small Mouth in the News. <laughs> uh, that was good. On the casting couch, dude. <laughs> um, that's, that's an yeah. idea. You'll hear, I think that's, I think we should definitely do that.
0: Oh, we're definitely doing that um so we gotta like both have like rods in our hands and we gotta cast you know sucker <laughs> intro for that
1: <laughs> I, I was um, thinking to myself like we should provide context so the guys don't think that we're doing a casting cast, you
0: know? <laughs> oh you know we don't need to provide context like we'll we'll uh they'll find out um it's t- to be continued
1: um fans
0: yeah, on our OnlyFans, OnlyFans. Um, uh-huh. So the uh, the deal with the the Smallmouth in the News thing, because I wanted to touch on a couple things. One, there was a couple cool tournaments that a lot well, of Smallmouth were caught. Uh, one of them that's a little like more up our alley was um, the Hobie... Uh, Bos, which was like kind of the biggest or biggest uh, kayak trails out there, they had their
1: tournament on the New River. Did you pay attention to that at all? Um, I saw something from Nolan Miner. I think about it. Yeah. So,
0: so essentially, um that so the the New River is one of those like there's a couple things to talk about. Like it's one of those rivers that are like legendary smallmouth rivers for sure you know everybody talks about like when i first got into smallmouth fishing like you know the new river was like oh you gotta have a new river you a new, new, new river and uh like not knowing anything about it you could just think it's just like whatever it's a super cool river it runs through virginia west virginia i think north carolina as well and really cool river it's it's like what you would look at and be like wow this is like a smallmouth river. Like there's no mistaking it. Um, but it, as uh, uh, you know, for me, like I fished it a couple times and I can tell you that like my experience on it was like, it was like Dink city. Now this is my impression of that river. So for guys listening that are in West Virginia, Virginia, all that, that this river, I would have
1: to reignite the civil war, dude. I'm not happy. Yeah.
0: Well, I'm going to, I'm going to put this out there because I actually would like some feedback on social media and we'll we'll make a post about the New River and just see what, what people think. This is my take on the New River. It is far and away, if you want to catch a top, top, top in River Smallmouth, like that's the place to go. Like now there's not full of them, but they're in there. And there, you need no further proof than we got one of our very, very few legit 23-inch fish on a board during practice for this tournament. So uh, Mikey Holcomb had posted this, and I want to give this guy his due because we, we I posted it on our Instagram. So um, this guy's name is, uh, let's see here. Joe Gill. So Joe... Caught a twenty-three and a quarter, really almost a half inch smallmouth, um, on a board. Dude measured it on his lap. Like, I don't know how that whole decision played out, but
1: <laughs> he's got but, big lap energy, dude.
0: <laughs> yeah, apparently. Let me tell you something. If I catch a twenty-three in smallmouth, that bitch is gonna be on dry land. <laughs> like we're not taking any chances. Uh, but he measured the thing, it's a legit 23. Now the so there's huge fish in the new river huge smallmouth yeah. like the top top end of smallmouth out of all the 23s we've seen come on a board like i would say at least half of them have been out of the new river now with that said overall it's just not a great fishery like if you're like wanting to go have like a really good time and catch like a bunch of quality fish like that place is probably not for you now does it have its moments? Probably. I've only been there three times. I don't know. You know, every river has, has its moments. So, I mean, you can go out on white river or you can go out on Creek or wherever and have a day on at certain times of the year, pre-spawn whatever. But like overall, like that river just in, in the tournaments, you know, gonna tell you all you need to know, like the tournament results were absolutely piss poor, like terrible across the board. Like it was a struggle to get 80 inches. And I know this, I fished the white river on the same day as some of those tournaments. And dude, it was out fishing the new river by quite a large margin. My God, and dude. yeah. So like from like a, just a quality standpoint, um, it doesn't even hold a candle to the Susquehanna. Now, if you're out searching for a 23 inch smallmouth, like that would probably one of the, you know be on my short list of places to go. But like, if you're just like, man, I want to take a destination trip somewhere. Like, it'd be, I'd be, you'd have to really like be interested in those sort of up, up, upper end, smallmouth to to go there. But I, you know, I'm open to uh, a rebuttal here. So if we have anybody that oh, you know is kind of, yeah.
1: whether
0: you if we have anybody that's to... like a, you know, I know we got guys that listen, like Tim Dixon. Timmy Dixon's a big New River guy, which he fishes a. A different part that I'm used to, so I don't really know that part of the river as well. Um, but I just wonder how accurate my take is on it, and I think I have some, you know, evidence to back me up. But um, yeah, the guy that won that tournament, he was actually just on a, um, he's actually just on a podcast that I was listening to, and I want to give him a shout out here. But he it wasn't a great um, wasn't a great total. Uh, so RJ Hoover, he's the guy who won it. Uh, congrats to RJ. Um, I listened to the podcast where he was talking about fishing it, and let me tell you something. When I was like watching some of these guys fish, like there was a couple guys that went live during the tournament on the weekend. I was watching them fish, and I was like almost commenting, like, dude, you need to do this, and. I'm not going to say exactly what it was, but let's put it this way. The guy who won it was doing what I was like going to point out to some people. So let's do the podcast, kayak bass nation podcast. He was on
1: what a brat laid down, dude.
0: (laughs) Well, I'm just saying,
1: dude, I'm going to,
0: I'm I'm going to start keeping my information a little bit close to the chest because or vest what I don't know what the saying is, but um here's why, because like some of the things I've, I've said all this stuff on the podcast before, but like I'm winning tournaments because I'm doing this stuff and like nobody else is doing it. And I'm like, you know what? Like I'm just going to quit saying it because people are going to catch on eventually. And like, I'm not, I'm not going to give away some of my secrets like that because summertime, man, (laughs) dude, it's hard to find big fish, dude. And there's like certain ways where you can find big fish and like, Go back if you're really interested. Go back and listen to the archives of some of my tournament diaries. You'll get you get some juice. But dude, like some of this, I it you know you start you get older and you get more experience and you start seeing guys like in tournaments and stuff. Like yeah, well I know why they're not doing well. Like I oh my God. you know I I may sound braggadocious, but like it's for real. And you may my resume my resume speaks for <laughs> itself, dude.
1: Like what are you gonna say? I mean. I'm not gonna say shit. Uh, I can't. I can't shit, <laughs> and I won't. Well, I'm just saying. I think well, you no. Know, but you know, I don't know. You're flexing a little bit. You're, that's uh, all right. Hey. I don't flex very often. This podcast.
0: With that said, let's talk about my tournament. I just did
1: to our boy Nick Nick Nacreli.
0: Yeah, yeah. Nick uh, outfished me for sure, dude. Uh, beat me by an inch and a quarter, and. We fish on the same day as one of the Grubby tournaments, which I I I don't want to count my chickens, but I think I just wrapped up Angler of the Year on this series. So um, I need to do some math to make sure nobody can actually mathematically catch me if they win the last one. But you only have – it's your best four. I've already fished four. So I have, my point total is, you know, where it's at. And my question is if – someone else were to win, you know, could they mathematically catch me? I need to check that out. Um, because if they can't, I'm not fishing that last one. Dude. Um, so, so yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty pumped about it, dude. You gotta, you gotta give, give it up, dude. Angler of the year
1: on a, a you know, river yeah. series. No, it's awesome. Yeah.
0: Hey, it is great. I, won t- I won two, I got second and one. So I went two, one, one and eighth. So that's my, that's my, and there's, those are like anywhere between, you know, 45 and 65 anglers. So it's like, not like a little piddly field, no, you know? No. Uh, so I'm, you know, and then I got the IK tournament coming up and this is another reason I'm not giving away juice because um, got the, my white whale, dude. My white whale's coming up. So, <laughs> <laughs>
1: Dude, I'm, we're, so, we're going to call this segment Josh's Juice. That's what we're gonna. <laughs> okay. Just spraying the
0: juice everywhere. Yeah, uh, no, I'm not giving.
1: You're spraying hard right now. <laughs> you're blowing, blowing pretty hard. I would say that's all. I'm
0: not giving juice, though, dude. I'm not. I'm not giving away juice because I got this tournament coming up, and you Save know,
1: juice. Uh, Save your juice, dude. Don't give it to them.
0: Well, I'm excited. You're not fishing that, are you? The IKA tournament—it's a week um, from Saturday.
1: No, I don't think so. Yeah,
0: yeah. So Dude, next year, no. though, I'm putting your—I'm—I'm I'm, next year. I'm if I win Angler of the year, and and if by some stroke of luck I win the IKA tournament this year, like we've passed, we're passing the baton to Chris. Chris is going to—I couldn't do it. Fish. He's fishing some kayak tournaments next year. Uh, he's already said he's going to dip his toes in it. So I'm,
1: I'm personally asking him to carry the torch. Dude, I don't, to, I, you've, you've made such a tall order for me. I don't think I, I don't think I can. It doesn't matter.
0: I think I want to fish some of the tippy ones next year. I fish the white. Um, I'm going to go try and try my luck on the tippy. See, see if I can, what we can do on the tippy. What, but, day,
1: what day is that tournament that you're just talking about? The 12th?
0: Yeah, it's on twelfth on Saturday. Single
1: so. day.
0: Yep. Yeah, it's, it's everybody fishing the same day. I can do it. This is, I'm
1: available. And the, I'll do it. You
0: just gotta get a kayak. Um, so so here's the deal with like the the term I won't like go into great detail other than the fact is one I lost the twenty with thirty minutes left. Uh, it was heartbreaking. Um but you know that happens. I think McCrelly said he lost a big fish too. So, but in the process of losing a fish, and I caught most of my good fish in the last hour. Um, I found a spot where the big fish are stacked, and I if if the water does not change, the water situation doesn't change, which you know. It would be my luck that we'll get some like huge flood right beforehand or something, but it hasn't changed really at all in like what a month. Like it's pretty much been low. You know, it's been the it's a good low right now though. We got enough rain where it's not like crazy low. Like I ran my jet all up to Southport um, the other day. It's actually really fun. Uh, I had Katie with me. It's it's a fun 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 load to run, but if it doesn't change, this fish will still be there because there's not many places for him to go right now. So um, I'm feeling pretty good about it, but we'll see. We'll see. I mean, I have as good of a chance to win this year as I've ever had. So, so yeah, I'm, you. Um, I'm, I'm shooting for it, man.
1: Um, so yeah. And how then times have you gotten second place in that?
0: I think twice. Got second twice. I've got third a couple times. Fourth a couple times. I've never placed worse than fourth um, in it, which I feel like is pretty good. You know, like you know, anywhere from you know sixty five to hundred anglers fishing it. So that's no worse than fourth. So we'll see what happens. But uh, I gotta I gotta plan, and I'm you know hoping that kind of pans out for me. But uh, if I win it, I'll, I'll probably, I'm probably gonna like. If I win whenever I win it, which will be sooner or later it has to happen, uh I'm gonna like take a little bit of time in you know, the next season, I'm not gonna be like fishing so many tournaments, because it does I really, really enjoy it. Really enjoy fishing the tournaments, but I wanna try some different different stuff. So and sometimes that compromises my ability to do some fun fishing and stuff like that. So So yeah. But uh but yeah, dude. Um, and then there was a Bass uh, B A S Bassmaster tournament up in Saint Clair. Did you watch that at all last weekend? Um, no, I did not. Joey Fuentes, I think that that's his name. Uh, he won. One he dude wears a cowboy hat. Um, all right. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, Joey Fuentes. Yeah, um, ninety-one pounds eight ounces. Pretty good total, I would say. Those boys were. Those boys. And this guy was actually one of the guys that did not fish in Anchor Bay, which is supposedly like a community hole where everybody's like, we're, we're catching fish. He was out on the Canadian side of Lake St. Clair. Um, so he and he's from Texas end up winning it. Um, a little frustrating watching. The state of smallmouth competitive bass fishing these days, though, dude. Oh
1: my god! Like, dude, you're taking so machismo today. What the? What's the deal? That no, was
0: not machismo. It's just like, dude, these guys, like, I, I, like, I couldn't watch it. Like, I was watching it. They literally stare at their live scope the entire. Uh, okay. okay, I got you saying, dude. I mean, it's like unwatchable. Like, I'm like, they're out, you know, offshore, so there's nothing to look at. You know, besides they're hanging a spinning rod directly over the bow of their boat, looking down at this screen and like just lifting up their rod. Like, that's literally all they did the entire time. And I, I'm not knocking that it takes a lot of skill because it absolutely takes skill. Like, I couldn't go out there and do that without, you know, probably years of experience and learning and all that stuff. But, dude, like, it's, and here's the, when you start to dig in more to that live scope thing, Here's the difference between that and like traditional sonar is you don't just know where the fish are. You know how big the fish are. So these guys literally have it dialed so well that they can tell if the fish that they're putting their bait in front of it is like bigger than the ones in their live well, which is crazy that you can actually do that, which I'm sure the first time that those guys, they're like, holy shit. Like this is wild. Like, could you imagine doing that in our winter fishing? Like,
1: you're like, oh, yeah, I can tell that, huh? I said, yes, I've imagined it, but uh, I don't think... Which was- I'm sure we're going to try it at some point, but... Yeah, it's probably, I mean, it's hard you- to do, I would imagine.
0: Yeah, maybe. I don't... I'm I'm actually... If there's a place to do it, it's the where we winter fish, because it's so concentrated. We know where those fish are, like, approximately, so, like, we'll be able to, like, but think about it, like, you know what I'm talking about, there's a couple spots where it's like, well, yeah. if we knew where the 22 was, or, you know, it's like, we could, like, you could go catch it, I mean, you could just, you could catch it, like, right. that. It, the problem is, like, when you're using, like, side scan, like... You can know, like, about where they are, but you're not, like, exactly sure, and you're kind of blind casting into a group of them, and you're just dragging something, but you don't know if your lure is literally in front of their face. I mean, think about the difference between when you're, like, sight fishing for a fish, and you can literally put a Nedrig in front of its face and just, like, barely wiggle it, like, you're going to catch it, like, because you can stick it right in front of its face, like, when you're... Using that live scope, if you could do that in 20, 25 feet of water, like how crazy is that? That that's an, actually a thing. Um, but, you know, it's just the state
1: of so it's not offshore fishing. Do they? No. No, I did see one where, <laughs> I can't remember which tournament it was that I was tuning into, but they were doing like, they would put the, the sonar screen on the monitor. Like, so you could see what the fisherman is seeing yeah <laughs> they did that some but it, it wasn't as someone who's like uneducated on i couldn't really tell
0: what i was looking at you know you can a little bit you're like oh yeah that's the lure and that's the fish and yeah you can see him kind of come up and eat it or whatever i even even doing it like live i just to me it's like i I don't know that I would ever like get a long-term enjoyment out of it where it's like, Oh yeah. Hey, like I want to go sit there and stare at a screen. I I think it'd be cool to go do for a day. It's sort of like, and people are going to knock, it's sort of like bed fishing, right? It's like bed fishing is like really fun. Right. But like you do it for a day and you're like, yeah, like that's like, it's not, it's not the same. It's just not the same. And I sort of equate it like that, except obviously bed fishing is easier. There's a learning curve and all that. But like, if you're literally staring at a fish and staring at your lure on the screen and you can bounce around in front of their face, like, dude, like what are we doing? Like it, but you know, guys will argue and say, well, you know, in a tournament, well, I'm not even talking about tournaments. I'm just saying like overall, like what is, what are we doing to like fishing? Like, what do we like?
1: Yeah. It's, what- a, it's a definitely a take on it. I don't know, man. I I guess I want to try it myself and see what I think. I mean, if it's, it, it looks... With
0: so- that said, I'm getting a laxcove set up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I definitely would. I mean, I, I don't know. It looks somewhat... I get what you're saying. Like, it is kind of not great television. Um, But yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm reserving judgment on whether I think it's a good or a bad thing, I guess. I just Maybe it yeah. just be for me. Maybe it's not good or bad. Maybe it's just not for me. I don't know. But I'm going to try it. Yeah, it's definitely yeah, I, I, I'll That's- try it with you. You get <laughs> one
0: of us. One of us needs to get oh, my, a and try all it, in the
1: wintertime. So we can both try it.
0: Well, if we figure it out in the wintertime for what we do, like we could always like take that to St. Clair or whatever, which is I think it's kind of interesting, like because I will say there's one of the things like I enjoy fishing rivers because it's what we have around here. And then I want to, you know, I get good at that, and I want to duplicate it in other parts of the country. I would actually really like to go fish some like really fun lakes, like you know, like Ontario or Erie or Lacs or something there. And 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 just on the surface, so it's like
1: intimidating, right? It's intimidating well, we for back. me because I'm like, we just got back from Traverse on Fourth of July. I didn't even talk about that, but yeah, you talked about it in the last podcast. I did. Oh, no, no, you didn't, because that was, like, yeah, basically back
0: to back. Yeah, what, I I only forget what how that even played out. What, what, what
1: happened? So, it is intimidating, I mean, definitely, just because it is so different, but, like, it took, like, three days, like, or maybe two and a half days, I guess, for me to kind of figure out what to do. Um, so, the first time I went there was, like, 2020, it was late July, so it was, like, the last week in July. And the fish were like in like 13 to 15 feet of water, but like the water there is so different that you have like vast expanses of just like open bottom. And then you'll have like a rock pile. Occasionally, like very, very occasionally you'll see a weed bed. And then you'll have like a hundred yard long boulder field. And so like, but the water is so clear that like, you have to have a lot of, you don't have to have a lot of distance from them, but like to get the big ones to eat, you kind of, you need to be like stealthy, I guess. So like what we would do is oftentimes we would like motor past stuff because the water's so clear, you can see down in and you can see that, oh, there's a boulder pile there or whatever. And you can actually sometimes see smallmouth, even when you're going like full speed, you can just see them. So then we would like turn around, come back to like 80 feet away from the boulder pile and pitch at it, you know, with like Drop shots, Ned rigs, whatever, is like pretty much all finesse fishing. And then like late in the evening we'd get a good topwater bite. But Yeah, I mean that was kind of the strategy. And then like when we would find those really long boulder fields, we found that like floating right over the top of them, even if it was like 14, 15 feet of water, the fish would just like know you're there and wouldn't eat, you know, even even like far into the boulder field. Like so what we had to do is actually stay on the outside by like 20 to 30 feet and just track the outside of the boulder field and fish kind of at the edges of it and then into it from the outside. And as soon as we did that, dude, it was like, like one morning we probably caught like 60, you know, and just by staying kind of that 20 to 30 feet off the edge of the boulder field and just kind of tracking it, fishing, like the first person in the front would fish like the front edge of the boulder field. The person in the middle would cast like, you know 15 to 20 feet 30 feet inside the boulder field and then the last person would just kind of bomb one back behind us and dude it was like all morning long it was crazy but you know s- size wise it definitely wasn't the trip that we had last time i mean i think i caught on this trip i probably caught 10 fish over 18 inches in the five days that we fished last time i think it was you know was at least three four times that many so And I don't know if that was, you know, 4th of July, like it was like so many boats. I mean, it was crazy compared to like later in July, there was like nobody else out there pretty much. But so I don't know if it was the boat traffic. It was definitely more choppy. Weather wasn't awesome. So I don't know if that messed them up a little bit, but like, yeah, I don't know that that could have accounted for the size. I'm not really sure, but caught a lot of fish and it was. It is intimidating, though. I mean, it's very different than anything we yeah.
0: do. I mean, it's similar to, like, if you threw a guy that fishes out of a bass boat, you know, into the New River or something. He's like, hey, go catch fish. Like, they'd be like, what the
1: fuck? Like, I don't know it, what to do. The first two days were not good. Like, straight up just not good. We caught, like, one morning we all got up. My dad, brother, and I got up early at, like, 5 a.m., went out. We caught maybe, like, 12 fish all morning was like, whew, now that was rough. And then, the, you know, we kind of, that was the day that we were fishing like 20 to 25 feet of water because I just thought they would be out a little deeper. And so the next day we kind of moved in a little bit, fished like that 17 to 18 foot of water, and we found a few more fish. And then the last day we kind of came in and, you know, we were finding them in that 10 to 13 to 14 foot of water. And we were just. So, were
0: you? Uh, were you throwing just like normal, like size net rig type stuff?
1: <sighs> no, like, um, I had like fifth ounce net heads, I guess, and uh They're pretty big, good, big, heavier. Yeah, and um, and then fish a lot with like a paddle tail too. Did you change your line at all? Did you have like super light? Lines? I had to get straight fluoro, yeah, straight like ten pound fluoro. Sorry, yeah. I mean, it's it's so freaking clear there, dude. It's it's crazy. It's it's an awesome place. I love it. It's really like I got to snorkel with smallmouth. I put a video up on our on our Instagram. Yeah, I saw that. That yeah. that smallmouth was pretty big. It was you know it was a pretty big one, and it was in like ten foot of water. And I swam down and touched it. You know, and there were a bunch of other smallmouth in that little uh, weed bed that I found. It's one of the only weed beds that's out there. So yeah dude it was a lot of fun I, I think that you would really enjoy it you just gotta give up some river time to go try it you know
0: yeah yeah, for sure I, I would definitely do it as more of like a family vacation kind of like you did but, I don't know if I would dude, go out there like dedicate it you know an entire trip but. So
1: two different times I was snorkeling out in front of where my brother was fishing he was fishing like off to the right and I was snorkeling left I spotted a fish and was like there's a fish right here and I would swim away from it and he could catch it. And I (laughs) was like, I was like snorkeling and it was like swimming past me. It was, it was pretty crazy.
0: That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. You don't get to do that. Uh,
1: My wife was, my wife was completely befuddled as to why I was like nerding out about it. I was like, this is so (laughs) cool. She's like, Who's
0: got the dude? kids? The kids goggles on. They're little snorkel.
1: I, did, dude. I was fully snorked up. I was like wearing a. I was wearing a life jacket, just snorkeling around, you know, just fishing. And we we're both like, "That's awesome!" You know, it was uh, pretty nerdy, but yeah, it was it was fun, man. Definitely. Yeah.
0: The I I still haven't decided where we're going for the father's son thing with my dad and my brother. We're gonna do that kind of the weekend straddling August and September. So we got about a month to go. I don't know what we're going to do, but, uh, yeah, we're thinking about some different things. And then I have, so I have that trip and then Susquehanna in October, um, for the tournament, uh, the bass tournament. So those are kind of my two last things. And then after that, dude, we're going to be on that winter program, bud.
1: So, on it i'm actually looking forward to uh, it i know you are too uh,
0: yeah i'm looking forward to it dude i mean the thing is like our we both have like our boats are dialed in like we know where the fish are like this to me the winter time is like that's where we're like chasing for the 23 because if we're gonna catch one it's gonna be there and where we go on a regular basis and like if we're going to catch one there it's going to be that time of year which is weird i haven't really fished it uh very much this year like otherwise so Mm -hmm. so i feel like we need to do some of that
1: this is kind of a fun thing i my dad is going on a big elk trip in september Mm -hmm. so like him and his buddy are like planning it and going out there and they're supposed to start It was kind of cool like uh they're like doing their whole plan, you know, for like driving out and if they get one, how are they going to bring it back and all that stuff. Dude, it it made me psyched up for planning for the boundary waters.
0: Dude, I want to I want to do that really bad. Be awesome. Like I've talked to a few guys about it and like the one guy I was like, which I want to give a little bit of a shout out to Nathan Pickering who again put on a clinic this year on our trip uh yeah the dude is just dude he's got some mojo up up north he knows how to use a net rig like to its full advantage up there and i'm just not as good <laughs> with it and uh it's frustrating at times but he's a freaking hammer but anyways he was the one guy i was like i don't know if he'd want to go do that you know cuz he's kind of a dude we were we ended up driving up and back together and he was like, dude, I really want to go do that. Really? And I was like, yeah. I was like, well, I was like, I do too. So I was like, we should make it happen. I'm sure we have guys on the podcast or listen to podcast that have done, you know, a trip up there or, you know, we're looking for some. Guidance on like Quetica. either the boundary waters or Quetico. I'm open to either one because I don't really care as long as we go up there and just smash smallmouth. Like right. that's
1: time of the you know year, Andrew time of the year is like we would we want to know that for sure. Yep, yeah. yeah time of year and Not like spots just like time of the year and kind of no they can give us spots <laughs> It's okay and, like we'll like any info we can get because. I mean, it's not like
0: we're going to go up there and, like, burn their spot up. You know, it's like we're just going for one trip. Uh, we've wanted to do this for a long time. I was actually thinking, like, dude, this would be a completely different trip because we could fly up there yeah, um, and just, like, ship our gear. Yeah. Because we're going to be renting boats. You know, we're going to be renting canoes. We're not going to take, you know, our own boats up there. Dude, that would be so much fun, dude. Because then your travel isn't compromised. Like, you just fly up there. You know, it, it would be a super cool trip. It'd be different. Like, but I think at this point, we've peaked out with our river. Like, I don't think it gets much better than what we've done from a traditional river trip. This is more back to our roots a little bit. It's back to... Better camping, before we get
1: old, dude.
0: Yeah, it's back to camping, roughing it, sort of like some physical, you know, component to it. Like we're all still young enough, we can go do this, no problem. So, yeah, I say we do it. I say we lock it in. We start like, yeah, planning like early. We get the everything reserved. Hang
1: on. Ding you're either coming with us or you're not and that's just the thing.
0: yeah yeah i mean it, i think it'd be super cool trip uh, but i've heard arguments for doing uh either like a base camp type of trip uh, where you go and you like a fly in type you know, of you know? no no like um so i think the way they do it up there is they tow you in, right? So they'll, you'll like, you'll have your canoes and all your gear so stuff. They'll like tow you with a boat, like a ferry You're you in.
1: You're talking and about like setting up a base camp and just kind of ranging out from like one, from one, yeah. uh, as opposed either, to either to site
0: to site. Yeah, exactly. So I've, Andrew actually came over and was talking to me. Apparently, this guy's that uh, he knows has been up there like 30 times or something crazy like that. And he was like explaining this area that you could camp in a centralized location. There's all these floages like around it. And you can like basically go and fish like an unlimited amount of area like around where you would camp and then you could come back. I feel like that might be good, but I also originally had in mind that we would do like a, you know, kind of a loop and go like see different things and camp in different spots. So that's, those are the kind of things I feel like if, you know, we have some guys that listen that have experience would tell us like, oh, hey, this is what you want. To, you know. How many, your best. Days,
1: how many days should we go? You know, that kind of stuff too, for sure.
0: Yeah. I'm looking forward to that, dude. That's going to be a cool trip. A little bit back to the drawing board as far as like expertise. We, got, we don't really know what we're doing for that kind of thing. So it'd be a little bit of like adventurous. Uh, I haven't felt. My butthole tingle on a trip since the Menominee River, so you know, we know. Be a little, (laughs) yeah, a lot of butthole tingling on that trip, dude. Let me tell you, yeah. Uh, uh, So I this a little uncomfortable. I'm excited. It's good. It's gonna be fun. Oh, it's gonna be a blast, dude! If we pulled off, so
1: yeah.
0: Um, But yeah, I don't really have anything else, dude. Do you? We're we're approaching an hour and 10 minutes. Do you you have anything you want to talk about before we get Uh, off here? The INSA meeting, we didn't touch on that. We don't have to go into great detail, but we essentially like Chris and I both participated in the first kind of reboot of the Indiana a small mouth Alliance, which there's going to be more to come on that. Thanks to all the guys who show up. Um, You know, there's some old INSA guys there. I didn't catch I remember everybody's name besides Brendan Terrell was like the guy that kind of like headed it up. Chad Miller was there. Nick McCulley was there. Justin Kibet. Merlin Hammer. Luke Jack was there. Luke Jack Wade. was there.
1: Ryan Fisher. Jardy Sam. Wade was there. Wade uh, yeah, right. Yeah, Wade Corbin. Uh, there was, Damn. Dude. I think, 21 I guys. Names. I'm not, now we're going to forget somebody. Wade.
0: Yeah, Wade. Well, uh, you know, 21 guys that showed up but it's like, you know, it's the, it was just kind of like a idea, sort of like just show up and, you know, kind of throw some ideas on the board and see what we want to do. But if you're interested, um, I would say contact Brendan on Facebook, Instagram, um, but you're going to see some stuff from us. A lot of cool things we're talking about, you know, more like giving back to the fish and the ecosystem that we so very much hold dear to our hearts. So
1: I think they're um, on Instagram too. Let me play. Yeah, they
0: are. If you want to get involved with that at all, it's something that it's a worthy cause, you know, that we don't have a lot of details yet as far as like what it's gonna look like, but I know that like there's power in numbers and we're gonna if you wanna be in on kind of an early sort of conservation effort type of thing that you can maybe look back on in fifteen years and be like, Hey, I was part of the kind of that whole deal like it might be something cool like that so um, you know get involved it, just shoot us an email or shoot us a message on Instagram we'll, we'll get you set up for the next meeting
1: um, uh, Indiana underscore smallmouth underscore lions just for the
0: yeah and for all the like sort of you know we were like ah, we didn't really know what to expect you know how these personalities are going to mesh with stuff I, I felt like it went really well
1: Yeah, I'm excited about it. I think it'll be fun. So yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, But more to come on that. But yeah, so Bryce, yeah, Bryce. Did I say Chad? Chad Miller is there. Yep. Um, Yeah, there's a a bunch of who's who in the Indiana Smallmouth community were were there. So you know, it was it was a uh, it was an interesting uh, meeting. Like I said, it was all really good. Like nothing, no drama, no disagreements, no whatever. It was very, very good. Everybody seemed to get along. You know, lots of issues that people had, like with kind of how our, our waterways and our, our fisheries are being managed. And we intend on doing something about it. So, um, so yeah. So. Yeah. All right, cool man. Well, that's all I have. You have anything else?
1: No, I don't think so. Um, yeah, no, nothing. How long? Just how long does it take for Saint Croix to get you back a warranty?
0: Um, it depends on if they have it in stock or not. But uh, I usually get a call back within a couple of weeks, and then if they have it in stock, it it'll ship within. You know, a couple of days and maybe take two more three so three week three weeks to maybe like three to six weeks I would say total, depending on if they have your rod out in stock. So so yeah, I have a broken one as well. Um oh,
1: did you hear about this? How I broke it? Yeah, I did. <laughs> there the right, you go. There, we'll, you were we'll, looking we'll, for a- we'll drag race.
0: <laughs> we we'll drag race with the homie. <laughs> you know? we we'll drag race. You know, boys just being boys. So they ended up breaking a rod. Oh, then, dude! You know.
1: Oh, just if you—I guess if you're one hour and twelve minutes into this, you can handle this. But Josh almost had to suck the squad, dude. For oh, bud,
0: <laughs> I got, I got, I got bamboozled into that, bud.
1: <laughs> you got had you the squad sucked. Uh... This
0: is this is a longstanding, you know, claim. Jeremiah says that he. Allegedly threw a rock across the Mississippi river in this With one witnesses. particular location, multiple,
1: multiple witnesses. And yeah. So who we were on the trip. We all, they got- go,
0: to, they, I, I made a statement that Jeremiah will get, you know, the, the, uh, I'm trying to think of a good way to say this. Um, he would get a, a, a nice little job jobby from me. um, <laughs> If, if he could accomplish his feat. Well, the, the, they decided to go to a portion of the river that was, like, the most narrow part that we had ever been on. And then, like, oh, well, he threw a rock across. I'm like, yeah, well, that doesn't count. That doesn't That's count.
1: Garbage. <laughs>
0: it, it doesn't count. Now, I will say Jeremiah has one of the strongest arms I've ever, like, personally, you know, witnessed he does. Very strong arm. But like the place where they originally said he threw it across, he didn't throw it across. But they did. He did throw. Jeremiah did.
1: He did. Throw with, a rock with,
0: across with. the Mississippi River. He did. So take that to the bank. He threw <laughs> He did not get sucked off. He no. did not. <laughs> so, there
1: were, there he were, tried. Yeah, there were some attempts to collect on that debt for sure. Yeah, yeah, uh, dude, so much it fun. It was a great. I mean, that trip is always such a highlight of the year. So, yeah, it's yeah. gone in a flash, bud. We've been looking forward to it forever. It
0: just it's just gone. It just but got- we're already basically one month. Yeah, we're month
1: closer. Time. I mean, dude, it was so. I mean, we caught so many fish. I mean, I know that you were kind of, poo-pooing my idea of us catching a thousand smallmouth that one day, between the group. It wasn't that far off. If, if it was, if I missed it, it wasn't by much. I mean, that's how it. It was just incredible, dude. Great time. Yeah. Appreciate you guys. Uh, appreciate all the guys that are on that trip for sure. Appreciate everybody listening. Yeah. Um, dude, I think we got some exciting stuff about the podcast actually coming up. So, I think we do. To You're gonna get some. You're gonna
0: get some video treatment. Video treatment. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, we're gonna (laughs) video treatment. Uh, So look out for. I'm gonna be dropping my tournament diary podcast along with this one at the same time, and then uh, the next podcast may or may not have some visual aid to it. So we'll we'll sort of we'll come to you live. Yeah. From a specific location. (laughs) So.
1: All right. <laughs> All, right. All, right. All, right. <laughs> All right. See you, buddy. Free the fighter. Free the fighter. Later. Thanks.